Hi, welcome to Three Dog. You're listening to a flow class taped live in our studio. When you're ready, grab a mat and let's get started. We're going to start this thing one out for real in a knees to chest. So go ahead and get to your mat with your knees to chest and let your hands lay heavy on your shins. Let your arm bones get heavy toward the floor. Breath in through your nose. Then open up your mouth and let it go. Take soles of the feet to the floor. Walk them out wide and we'll go with knees side to side in a little uh, windshield wiper type twist. Beginning this practice with some rocking, right? So the idea of a somatic practice of rocking. Drop your mind into your body. Notice what it feels like to be swaying side to side. You're doing this muscularly, but at a certain point, you're really just being drawn along with this and observing the sensation you know, rather than doing it. And I'm just going to leave that for a little bit. Just gonna Gentle side to side. It's not really autopilot because you're paying a lot of attention. Notice how your feet feel on the mat, how they're transitioning from one side to the other. Notice the play of the shin bones independently from thigh bones. They're going to move slightly differently. There's going to be some rotation at the shin. And then the thigh bones moving in the hips. And the hips moving on the mat. Start to focus on your sacrum, what feels like the flat bone at the back of your hips, at the base of your spine. And as you come back through center, just really allow it to be heavy so that you're getting a nice little massage for that area of the low back. You're just letting it be heavy. We're not trying to, to exert too much there. Just really allowing... Mm -hmm that dropping of the bones into the floor and the, the muscle between getting some benefit there. Feeling like seaweed being pulled along in like just warm, gentle, tropical sea. It's just nice for me just here. One more round, soothing, calming action. And I'm just going to add to it. So next time you come with the knees over to the right, you're going to roll onto your right shoulder, press to your hands, you come up to deer pose, and then you tuck the shoulder and roll back onto the mat and to the other side. When you inhale, you're coming up to deer pose, other side. And then you let this get as meditative as you possibly can. If you want to really work into... And that lift and the twist and like do that. If you want to work it more as like just rocking side to side, totally cool. Either way, like whether you're getting kind of intense in the action of it or more kind of, kind of trippy in the, the experience of it, you're staying really connected to what it feels like as you're moving which is what we're always trying to do in the yoga practice as an embodied practice, but like, 
allowing this to be a lot more of that focus rather than technique focus. Like, what are you feeling, sensing, receiving in the moment? Just get a little lost in it, a little lost and found. One more round three. You're taking care of both sides. The degree you're you're ready to come back to center. Come back to center and just land. Land, rest. Notice the, the shape your body has naturally taken. If there's any discomfort, for sure, uh, change something. And just deep breath in and out. Really fill your lungs, really empty. Make sure you're empty. That filling of the lungs. You can here take that little double inhale where you're just like really sure you're full up. Then empty completely. And again at the very end, be sure it's all out. One more of those. Gently draw your knees in towards your chest. We're going to go nose to knees, knees to nose. Come to seated, and you've got right leg in front of the left. And I'm going to lift tall. We're going to bow about halfway. So you're going to hinge the diagonal fingertips to the floor. And then, continuing with our theme of rocking, side to side with the rib cage. So whatever degree of angle works for you. This is your first blush of, of hip opening there. You're getting that. Semicircle side to side, rhythmic action. You stay in, just involved in that soothing rock. Then come on back to center, pause, breath in. Breath out. Let yourself continue the fold as much as your body wants it to be. Pause there for breath in. Notice what it feels like to be still. Breath out. You really want to take all the wiggles out. So to be still is to stop the wiggles in the fingers and the toes and the eyes and the face. Then you can tap into what's going on. Next inhale, come on up to seated, sit tall. And then uh, my new favorite thing, uh, maybe not yours, but my new favorite thing, I'm going to rotate your rib cage so that your rib cage is turned toward your right knee. Your hands are going to go to your right knee. Right? So you are sitting diagonally. And then you're going to take cat-cow here, drawing your spine in, heart up on your inhale. And then round. Mm. Spine in, heart up, and round. Two more like that, that diagonal cat and cow. Coincidentally, if you're on an airplane, you can take the armrest and do this. Uh, it's really nice, uh, but ask your neighbor first. Breathe in, spine in, 
Breathe out, round, and stay here in the cat pose. And pull navel to spine, really drop your chin in. And you're still at that diagonal. So there's going to be more sensation to one side than the other. That's normal, that's right, that's what we want. And then draw your heart forward, come up to seated. You're going to leave your left hand on the knee. Right arm's going to go up, and you're going to side bend. Breathe here for three. Press both thigh bones down toward the floor. Two. One more breath in. When you exhale, come back up to center. Take your right hand back behind you. Turn your chest to the side wall. You'll be in a twist. You can look over your back shoulder or your front shoulder. Let your chin tuck in. And breathe. On an inhale, undo it, come on back to center, pause, sit up tall and breathe. Feel your body left to right, it'll feel different. Notice the, the textural difference or the tonal difference side to side. And then you need to lightly lean out of this so that you can uncross and recross the legs on the other side. So other ankle in front and do what you need to do to make that comfortable for you. If this is your non-traditional uh, cross, you're going to lift up. I'm going to hinge about halfway, fingertips to the mat, and then a little rock side to side. So you're about halfway. You're just feeling the first bit of the stretch. We're not trying to overdo the fold because we want to get a good range of motion for the rock side to side. Dana, I think you wore Gibson out. He was like, no, he's just out. Gibson made a new friend. We got a new girlfriend, you guys. And uh, and he was, he was getting he was getting all excited up before class. Now he's, he's just done. <laughs> all right. Two more rounds side to side. Next time through, you're going to stop the action at center, pause, and then bow. And again, just going to like, especially after these kind of rocking exercises, get really still. Like even if it takes a lot of discipline, especially if it takes a lot of discipline. Something wants to move. Fingers, your eyes, your toes, your face. Move your breath instead and watch it move through your body. On your inhale, come on up to seated. Pause it upright. And then you're just going to pay attention to how your body moves, but you're going to turn. You're going to rotate your rib cage toward your left knee. And sternum is pointing the same direction as the knee, basically. You catch with the hands. And then you're going to have to babysit yourself a little bit because your body will try to turn back forward if, you, if you're not paying attention. When you exhale, pull navel center in. You're rounding. And the right side of your back is going to get more cat pose than the left. And then press your hands into your knee, knee into your hands as you bring spine up and in. And back and forth with this. Again, just enjoy the, the sensation, the action here. But do stay and focus on keeping that rotation because it's it's pretty subtle. 
And you're probably pretty smart at uh, trying to get back towards center. And breathe in. Breathe out. This is equally good in your desk chair as it is in an airplane seat. Uh -huh. In. And again, you breathe out and stay. I'm going to hang off the knee, especially with the right hand. Right, so chin tucks in, navel pulls toward the spine. The leg presses into the hand. It's going to help you with that hanging action off the leg. On an inhale, come to sit really tall. Right hand stays on the knee, or if the arm's shorter, slides down the thigh. Totally cool. Uh, left arm up, and then over into side bend. For the record, I can't do this and touch my knee. So if you need to slide your hand back toward your hip, do. It's it's so elegant, no matter which way you do it. It just looks great on everybody. Breath in. Breath out, you're gonna come back to center upright. Stay just as you are. Let the left arm come behind you into a twist. Breath in and breath out. And then unwind, come back to center and pause. Good breath in. Breath all the way out. Let your eyes set to one point and just really soften. Drishti gaze. And slide your arm bones back so they're at the side seams or just gently behind the side seams of your shirt or, or you. Elbows heavy toward the floor, tips of your ears, like you had pixie ears, being drawn up to the ceiling. And those two points moving away from each other. Elbow points down, tips of your ears up. You find the side channels of the body there. Breath in. Breath out. And then come over to down dog. So you're going to plant your hands, step back. You can definitely take a child's pose if you want. Take a few moments to pedal out your down dog, get acquainted with uh, how your body's feeling today. Right? I'm just, you are moving, but you're, you're aware, you're awake to how you're moving. And we're always striving for that. Right? But, but if we don't get the reminder and we don't remind ourselves again and again, right, it doesn't happen. Right? This is called a practice for a reason. Stay really involved in what's the sensation and not what is my thought about the sensation. But right back to experiencing feeling. What does the mat feel like under your hands and feet? What does your breath feel like as it moves in and out? What's the temperature of the air on your skin? What do your clothes feel like on your body? And not in any way of judgment. We're free not to have an opinion. And to really investigate, get curious, and experience what's going on.
So with that, we're going to shift the focus of down dog. We don't always talk about why we do this, but we do this uh, quite often. And and I'm going to clue you into why. You're going to lift your heels as high as they go. So the highest heels you have ever worn, higher. And once you've gotten there, like there's no more to go, good, you're there. That's where we're going to stay. Straighten your legs as much as your legs will straighten. Then do that by squeezing your quadricep muscles. Like your quadriceps are pulling up your kneecaps, muscles on the front of the thigh, pull up the kneecap. Then you have a hip crease. Maybe you know where your hip crease is, where your legs and your body meet. Pull that up, like hike that toward the ceiling. Imagine that uh, like a yoga belt, yoga strap that's at the hip crease, drawn up to the ceiling. So now you are just like as lifted in your legs as you can get. Yeah. Hands now. Walk your hands back just one hand step. As long as that's okay for you, it's okay. And now your down dog is really differently arranged from the usual. And it's beginning to focus more on an inverted quality. So why we do this, we're getting more of the hips above the heart thing, just a steeper incline there. And you can walk the hands back one more step if you feel, uh, <laughs> this is going to be too funny, so inclined. Uh, but if you want to be so inclined, you walk your hands back until you're still able to hike the heels up. You're still in down dog. You haven't had to put the heels any lower. But your hips are as high as they can go. Your hands are, they are plowing down and forward. And you're getting as, uh, as steep with this down dog as you possibly can. This is like asana elevation 101. High as your bum can go. And then this decompression of the spine is what we're looking for, like down through the top of the head. So you can look toward your back wall. Even your drishti here might be like between your knees, just toward the back wall. Get breath in, breath out, and then softly, 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 heels down, knees down. Sit back to child's pose. Pause and pause. Close your eyes, child's pose. If you can't do child's pose, hero with eyes closed. What are you sensing? What do you feel? What was like just different sensation there for sure? What'd you experience? What are you experiencing now? If that was a lot of leg work, yes. There's more stuff going on. What else? What else are you feeling? We'll come back to that a couple of times, probably throughout the course of your next 90-year yoga practice. Um, When you hear that, uh, the cue of lifting your heels, straightening your legs, sending your hips up, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get a little more of that downward action, uh, the shift of the blood flow action uh, down toward the head. And it substitutes for things like headstand, handstand um, in that regard. It's a nice neck-free headstand uh, substitute. And neck free is a good thing. Next inhale, come on up to hands and knees and then down dog. Just the usual. Yeah. Like plain vanilla. Vanilla is often the best flavor, right? <laughs> but uh, this one's not the, uh, not the hot tamale version, but the just really nice straight down Broadway down dog. But we're going to take the right leg up and back behind. And you're going to give a little bit of the action. You're going to lift the left heel, send the right foot way up. You're going to be drawn up to the ceiling. 
bend your right knee, look forward and bring your right knee in toward your chest, up towards your right elbow, step into a low lunge. We need a little rock back and forth, bring the rocking back. So back and forth, your rhythm, your breath. Enjoy the action. Stay in it. It's like you have purpose here. You're giving this enough attention and enough good work, right? That there's a satisfying quality of what you're doing. At the same time, the other side of the coin, you're enjoying this. Like there's it's good feeling in the movement of your body. One more round. I'm going to rock back to you, low lunge. Send the back foot back as far as it will go without this becoming a split. Back knee down. Right hand's going to come to your right thigh. And your thigh's going to lift up into your hand. Your hand's going to press on your thigh. Rotate. Turn your chest toward the inner thigh. Really turn your chest as you're trying to stack right shoulder over left. One of the reasons we leave the hand here in this one is that it, it really helps to kind of leverage. If you press down into the leg, press the leg up into the hand, and then we don't get confused with the arm leading the dance. Right, so it's the torso that's turning. You're getting the rotation. You're feeling it around the midsection. Breath in. Look up toward the ceiling straight up. When you breathe out, look back toward your mat. Unwind. Shift back. Half monkey gut. Press your back foot down, imprint it in your mat. Front heel, imprint it into your mat. Draw your heart forward. And then a slow fold in. One more breath here. I'm gonna rock forward, low lunge. Then step your right foot back toward the back of your mat, plant it flat, like it was warrior two back there. So now you're in a kneeling side plank, like you just got yourself there. You don't have to know how you got there. You just you got there. The right foot step back, and then right arm's gonna reach for the front wall. Roll your palm toward the floor. So it's tricep rolls down. It's a little counterintuitive there, but that's going to help the shoulder blade go wide on the back. Then press into your standing hand. Really press it down and rotate your chest toward the sidewall. So you have two spirals. One is your chest rotating up. and The other is your pinky finger, the palm, rotating down. Your breath in and then breath out. Right hand's going to come down. Right knee's going to come down. You're going to find child's pose is right there. Breathe. And again, just gonna drop everything except what sensations are going on. Really. You're allowed to just be here. It's kind of like when you're watching one of those things, like those those kind of abstract, you see those videos, those, those ASMR things where like, you just get really involved in like, watching some abstraction. Move and like something like watching jellyfish at the uh, at the aquarium. Right? You're just watching. Like you're not like, oh, well, the jellyfish is doing X, Y, Z. Just watching and getting really immersed in 
the physical sensation of the body, any images that show up for you, any colors and the tone, the texture of, of being alive right now. You don't need words and you definitely don't need like judgments or opinions, worries or, or plans, right? You just have this experience of you as this incredibly complex and elegant being. Next inhale, come on up to down dog. Breath in. Breath out. Then on an inhale, left leg up. And again, you can imagine someone's caught you around the ankle. They're pulling you up. You're pulling your right heel up. There's activation through both legs. That person is pulling you up. They're helping you decompress. They're being nice. They're way up. Then you bend the knee. Stay lifted in the right heel. That's going to help with this. Bend your knee into your chest. Press off the right foot so that you really rock forward. That lift the heel will give you a little extra room to step. It's good. We'll take a little rock back and forth. Did you feel it? Someone laughed. Did you feel it? Yeah. It's also hard. <laughs> yeah. It's also hard. Like, <laughs> the teacher didn't say, like, oh, it'll make it easier to step forward. <laughs> It'll just, yeah. Uh, the thing that it does, it just clears a, a few more inches of a path for you to go forward. Um, <laughs> but it's muscularly harder. <laughs> Which is all the yoga teacher will ever tell you about is how to make something better but harder. One more round of this. The next time you're through the lunge, you can bring the back knee down. Right hand coming to center or right hand coming to a block can really help uh, activate twist. So if it's over underneath uh, the right shoulder, you might pull it in. Left hand to your thigh and rotate. And you really want to think first of you're turning your rib cage toward the inner thigh. Get that. So their sternum is pointing toward sidewall. And really, we're going to stacking the shoulders. And every twist we ever do is going to be like this. Right, moving from the rib cage, moving from center, then letting the hand press the leg. The leg lifts up into the hand. You have this really nice leverage that's not going to have the arm leading. Right, so sometimes we leverage it by swinging the arm up there. But instead, if you press your foot down, pull your thigh up into your hand, press your hand on your thigh, you're going to move from center. Really nice for the the right hip. You'll get some psoas action right, if you're not already like, deep in this, but pull your front heel into the mat, hold into it. And on your inhale, undo this. Come back to center. Hands to you, the mat. Shift back into the half monkey. And now draw your heart forward. Front heel presses down, back foot presses down. That will change your life in this pose. Keep those two things. And now you gaze now straight down the floor, but then go ahead and let the upper body curl over the front leg. You breath in and breath out. Keep 
front heel presses down, back foot presses down. They're not going to do it automatically, and they're not going to lock and load. You're going to have to stay with that. You can imagine trying to wrinkle up the mat between your two feet. And anyone who has any degree of issues with their hamstrings, um, yeah, that's a me too. <laughs> but it's a good way to work because it works the hamstring in its in its strengthened position if you push down into the floor. Again, teacher doesn't tell you how to make it easier, just better, but harder. Rock forward to your low lunge. Next inhale, plant your right hand. Step the left foot back. Just really nicely lined. It's a it's a long stance side plank. So it's more, we're going to be we're doing more of a side bend here. So normally a side plank, your knee would be right under your hip. As you can see, my knee is not under my hip because it's way back there. That's going to create more work for the right side body. So the more you need to modify this and uh, kind of take it easier, you could have the knee under the hip. You want a little more work and work it a little more toward the uh, the side plank with the feet stacked. You just keep taking the knee back and that's going to require a little more of you. Uh, left palm toward the floor. Rotate the, the outer arm down and then rotate your chest to twisting the toes of the double spiral. It is rib cage toward the ceiling. Press your standing hand down though. Really get hand down into the floor. There's a nice shoulder chest opener right, with the hand pressing the floor. Rib cage rotating. If this is too much on your shoulder, you can always do this up in a wall. Really nice shoulder opener. One more breath in. Reach from your back heel, the pinky fingertip, and then left hand down, child's pose. Set back. Breathe here. Breath in. Long, slow breath all the way up. Again, what is going on at the, like, the real level? And, and you'll notice that you have thought, and that's okay to notice there's a thought. But the awareness of the thought is really clear. So we're not judgmental about our own thoughts. And uh, we also don't get caught in them. Your next inhale. Come on up to hands and knees, then down dog. Look forward to the hands. Walk forward into ragdoll. Feet wide apart. A little bend of the knees. Uh, wrap your arms around one another. Any fashion you like. We're going to take this in the slow sway, you know, side to side. And it's going to be like a really big action today. So you're going from foot to foot. You're letting the whole body move. You're aware that your whole body is moving. So feel the shift of the weight from foot to foot, right? The shift of the weight in the foot itself, right? So as you get real far to the side, you'll notice the edges of the feet. You move back through center, right? And the other side, the other edges of the feet. You can bring that awareness to your ankles, right? They're moving a little side to side, like not too much, but they're moving. You have some rotation going on in the legs, possibly. You may have your hips moving on the leg bones. May not, but you may feel that. You may start to let that happen if you're not already. You may feel your side body's lengthening from side to side. You get that really nice 
lengthening and curling. That may be happening, but you may be moving from your legs more. Right? Just which are you moving? Where where is the action happening? And next round, you're gonna come back to center, and you're just gonna take a moment to acknowledge you're at center, your spine is at center, and your chest and your thighs are together. They're actually touching, and if they're not. That's cool. You're going to bring your arms between. And if your chest and your thighs are touching, but it's really uncomfortable, put your arms between. So Whatever we're going to do here, you're going to have your upper body and lower body connected. You are, this is a quesadilla style. You have like folded and like there's some nice cheese in there and it's just keeping you together. Every metaphor I have is about bread and cheese. So, uh, You've been warned, but you knew that when you got here. So from here, ball the foot, each of each of the balls of each of it, press the ball of the big toe down. So the the actual foot on the big toe side, the ball of the foot, that's the thing we're gonna try to press down. Same thing with the ball of the baby toe. So you'll end up spreading your toes when you do that. That's a good thing. Keep that, keep the balls of your feet working down and also out into your mat. That'll change how your legs feel in this posture. Then navel center, pull it in toward your spine. And from your feet pressing down and out, navel center up and in, you will get some kind of deepening going on. Go with it. But keep chest and thighs together. Keep yourself well supported. We really want the head to be able to drop heavy, jaw soft, upper back soft. Plenty of room for breath. Your legs and your core body are working overtime, probably. But your upper body is soft, receptive. Breath is moving in and out. Your head's heavy. You could even close your eyes. And then you're going to release your hands gently and then slowly. Hands to the mat and walk your feet together. Now, because it was a little, uh, that was a good amount of time there and it was kind of intense. Hands to your shins. Slowly bring yourself up. Slowly roll up to standing arms at your sides. Big shoulder shrug here. And then just allow yourself to be upright and still. Let the outer shell of your body soften away. The inner body is bright. Press your feet down. Really stand in your mat. Feet are alive, awake. The inner body feels buoyant, moving up through the tips of your ears, the back of your skull, your arms at your sides, reach down through your fingertips. Breath in here. And as you breathe out, we're going to bring hands together, heart center, samastiti with anjali, the salutation seal, the offering seal. Have a moment to anchor into what you're doing here. Feet are together, hands are together, you're at center. Definitely you're here to do yoga, but there's more. There's something bigger than that. There's something underneath that, something that the yoga is part of. That's creating more good in your life, in your day. And through you, see that 
anchor into that, like you anchor into your feet. Expand into it as you lift up through center of your chest and the tips of your ears. We'll keep it embodied as we move. We're just going to move. Move and breathe. Inhale, reach up, mountain pose, sun A. Exhale, bow forward. Along the way, take any modifications you like. Breathe in, lift halfway, flap back. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push-up. Breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Press your feet down, breathe in, and reach up, mountain pose. Accentuate your length here. Exhale, fold. Press your feet into the floor. Pull your navel center up and in. Get that little bit of extra if you like. Then breathe in, lift halfway. Pull your heart forward, lengthen. Plant your hands, step back. High or low push-up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your hands down. Breathe out, down dog. Good. Empty here. Then look forward. Walk or lightly hop. Top of the mat. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Get long. Fill up. And then breathe out. Slow release down. And in. Press your feet down. Breathe in, reach up, mountain pose. Exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop, top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. And breathe out, full. One more. Press your feet down, breathe in, reach up. And exhale, bow. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back. High to low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Extend for the entirety of your breath. Press your hands down. Breathe out, child's pose. Okay. It's okay if you got a little caught thinking that was a down dog. 
right? If you did, right? Just check that. Right? So a lot of this stuff, like you just clock it. Like notice when you're early for things. Notice when you're doing the next move right? before you've really finished the, the one before. Right? You just notice those things. Don't be hard on yourself, but get back on to that you know, rhythm. Right? And uh, it's not about listening to everything the teacher says. And uh, teachers are just like, we're here throwing words at you. But there is something in just waiting to hear what's happening next as a practice, right? And, and I may be wrong. I may say the wrong words. Any teacher could say that. Or you could decide you want to do something different. That's totally fine. But what we are trying to do is pace appropriately so that you're not getting onto that track of defaults and ruts and doing the same thing the same way every damn time. Because that stops being yoga. It stops being somatic experiencing and just becomes this routine that we get through. And it's just, we have to be smarter than our habits in, in so many aspects, right? And in so many aspects that involves just listening, just plain old listening. Next inhale, come on up to down dog. Spread your hands into the mat, really feel it. Press your feet down and pull them back. Then hike the heels way up, high as they go. Just as much as you can. Pull your navel center in, pull your hip crease up. And then just instead of moving the hands back, you're going to walk your feet just a little forward, maybe a lot forward. Maybe you get, I don't know, halfway up your mat. Maybe you get really close, uh, but you're going to keep the hips high as the main thing. So the heels stay high. That'll be a good thing to look at, right? Is it heels as high as they go? If you get to a point where your heels have to drop, you've gone too far for this particular exercise. Right? For this one, heels as high as they go, hands down into the floor. You could use blocks for sure, uh, but try to get the head to drop, hips to go high. So you look toward the back wall. Imagine that yoga belt with your hips being pulled up, hands pressed way down. And then look to the front of your mat, step your feet up. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out, fold. Spread your toes, drop your weight into your heels. Ardha Ukatasana, half chair, reach forward. Bodies parallel to the floor. Exhale, hands to heart. Rotate your chest toward the right. Open your arms in any way you like, twisting chair. Focus on the turn of the rib cage. Good. Hips low. Good. Breath in. And then breath out, bow forward. Chest to thighs, Uttanasana, forward fold. Breath in here, spread your back. Breath out, get empty, press your feet down. Dig your heels in. 
Bring your hips down in line with your knees. Ardha Ukatasana half chair. You are like parallel to the floor. It burns. Hands to heart center. You're going to rotate your chest to the left. There's not much room for that. Then right arm across, left hand to hip. However you want the arms is fine. But the main thing, we're going back to that idea of turning your chest to the side. Keep your hips low. Hips lower than your heart. Heart high. Breath in. And then breath out, bow forward. By this time, there's some bumber and asana going on. It's good. We'll breathe in and press your feet into the floor and rise up to standing mountain pose. With an exhale, you bring hands to heart. Pause here, breath in. Breath all the way out, go to the end of it, and then be sure it's out. Set your gaze to a point in front of you, at one still point, but big gaze, soft gaze. Move uh, with the breath here. So next inhale, you're going to slide your right foot up the left leg and take your arms up overhead in a tree. When you exhale, you're reversing that action slowly, timing it with the pace of your breath so the foot lands when you are out of breath. Then the inhale, other side, same thing. You get to the top, you're full up, be sure you're full up. And then when you exhale, you keep the foot up until that last bit of breath is gone, then stamp it down and get the last bit up. All right, so same idea that we're moving leg up, you're going to the top, you're being sure that you're full of breath, a little extra inhale here. And then the exhale, slow, steady. You feel like the breath is out. Put the foot down, and then as you press it down, a little more out. And then left side moves. Up, get to the top. You think it's the top, but a little more in. And then same thing, slow, steady pace as you return. Puts down, press a little more out. Keep going with this. Notice if you're starting to default to just a side-to-side action. It's okay if you find that. But really get to that practice of being here and present where you stamp the one foot down and you pause at center for that moment before you pick up the other foot. That's where this is really going to be useful. And it will be tempting to start just kind of moving side to side and a pleasant rhythmic thing. But we'll miss some of the breath and we'll miss the sensation. More importantly, we'll miss the presence, the meditation. And you're here for it, right? You just, you signed up for it. Get it. Have one more round each side where you're focused on that fullness of breath, that pause at the top. Right? Even if you sway, even if you fall out of the pose, right? That's not a problem. Rushing and doing the same old, same old is the problem. When you're complete with those sides, pause here, stay, right? and breathe, right? And if your practice is challenging you, if you are feeling like things are hard, 
you are in the right place. If it never challenges you, right? If this is never hard, you are not working hard enough, right? Something is on default and we're not getting any stronger. We're not going to get any satisfaction from that kind of practice. It'd be pleasant because we never screw anything up or we never feel like we do. But the, the satisfying part of this is the, the growth, which takes like, being uncomfortable. Next inhale, you're going to reach up, extend, go long. And exhale, take your time, bow. As you do, press your feet into the floor. Be really determined with the feet. Changes things. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back high or low, push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your hands down, breathe out, down dog. Good. Right. If you can just wait for those things, if you can wait to hear what's being said and actually do it, right? That's it's like A plus. It's simple stuff. Well done. Lift your heels again. This time, uh, you're going to walk your hands back again. And so you're lifting the heels, you're lifting your abdominals, this all matters. Hip crease up and backward. So everything's lengthened. And then if you want, this is if you want, and if your shoulders want you to do this, bring your elbows down. You can lace your fingers for dolphin. You don't have to lace the fingers, but it could be a thing. Right? And so you're in a really short lengthwise stance and a really high hip uh, stance. So it's like the most peaked kind of pose you can get into. If your heels start having to drop, you've just gone too far. Hips as high as they go. Elbows, forms down or hands down. Get breath in. Mm, breath out. Bring knees down. Cross the feet at the ankles. Come around onto your back. We're going to take this right into bridge. Do not waste your own time. Go to your back. Press your feet down, arms at your sides, and then start walking your arms underneath you. You don't have to clasp now or ever. Go right to this, though. Feet about hip distance apart. Press them down. Lift your heels here. Give yourself a little more height. Right? That'll help you lift the hips a little more. And then a little more shoulder. Right? Just, just, just squeeze the shoulders in. See if you can get them just more underneath. If you want to lace your hands, great. But don't stop there. Keep working so that you've got as much as your body will receive of a chest opening. Right? And for a lot of us, bridge gets to be one of those throwaway poses where we just we know what it is and it's good to be on our back and we just kind of lift the hips. Don't do that to yourself. The bridge, the, the bridge, the Setu Bandhasana, the reason why it's called bridge, is from your shoulder to your other shoulder. So the bridge you're trying to make is like a, it's an arched bridge uh, from left shoulder, right shoulder, right shoulder, left shoulder. The people would be walking across your collarbones. Just, just make the most arched bridge you can for them. Make it hard on them. Uh, but I mean, really, uh, that, that is the pose, what the, the, the structure of this is supposed to be. It's not like a, a sunken bridge where like one side is more than the other. <laughs> it's the, that. And that tells us what the pose is meant to do is spreading out through this area of the body, right? Slowly with your exhale, come on down. And Supdhavadakanasana, soles of your feet together, knees out to the sides. Um, 
one day when it's like cold rain in the winter, we're going to go through the entire practice and we're just going to tell the story of every post. Like, why is this called this? What are you supposed to be feeling? This one, when I press your feet together, so bound angle pose, Baddha I get the legs involved. The, the binding of the two angles of the legs as the feet pressing together. And then the, the muscles of the pelvic floor drawing in. Right? So the, the feet and the, and the core connect. Maybe bring your hands to center line and feel your breath move in and out. You may feel an elevated heart rate. You may notice the thoughts. You may notice the floor underneath you or the sweat that's formed on your body. There's so many things to notice. And you're in that space of noticing. It's a clear space. Bring knees together and give them a good hug back on your chest. We're back on where we started and a whole different body. And keep your sacrum really heavy on the mat. And for a lot of us, when we hug the knees in, the upper rim of the hips will be heavy. Go ahead and let your knees float away from you so that it feels like your hips are resting really level on the floor. Keep that. That's the one thing you are not going to change, that the back of your hips feels level. Let your knees move out to the sides. And then soles of the feet toward the ceiling. So unbound happy baby or dead bug. Right, uh, dead bug's the real name for this. Uh, catch your shins and not, uh, not even any higher. Right? There's like we're not even going there. Our focus is going to be downward action. Right? So... Maybe you can touch all the things and like, that's great. You can touch all the things. Don't, don't think about that. Right now, drop the leg bones down and with the arms inside the knees, inside the inner thighs, press out. Sacrum is still down and not just down, but heavy from top to bottom. And the entire back of your hips just feels really stable, really you know, grounding. Like just all of you, like we're just letting those... The lower chakras really drop down. And the rib cage heavy. It's the heart chakra down. Throat soft. And if you're reaching too far up toward the shins, your throat will not soften. So check that. If the throat won't soften, bring your hands down further, slide them like toward your thighs. Totally cool. But get your throat to soften. Same thing with your jaw, your face. Forehead and breath in, and then slow release of your legs to Shavasana. If you can keep your spine and your hips just as they are, do. If you need something, right, uh, go to Shavasana first. Feel what it's like to move from that really grounded state in the spine right out to just completely unencumbered state of being. And then if something needs your attention, for sure, right, do that. Okay. The purpose of dead bug before Shavasana, corpse pose, right, is to ground our spine beginning at the sacrum. And there are other variations, other versions, ways to play it. Right? But there is something special about 
this practice as we move through an embodied experience toward the practice of relaxation and rest, which is helped by grounding, particularly grounding in our spine, nervous system. But traditionally, it's the practice of letting go daily in that remembrance, in that honoring of the reality that life is not permanent. There is a reason why Shavasana is always included, and it's not because students like it or because we deserve to lay on the floor, which those things are true. But it's always included because it is our repeated practice of remembering that this life that we have right now, the one we know about right now, is precious. Yours is, mine is, ours together is. So we remember in Shavasana. You're ready to move again. That reawakening, that coming back to life, start with your breath. Let it move through your body. Let it infuse your body with exactly what it needs. Visualize that moving out through the entirety of you to your hands and feet. Spread out through your fingers and your toes. Brightness reinstated in your body. Roll to your right side and you curl up. And and this is always part of it too, right? This rolling to the side and curling in. This fetal position, right? Child dreaming pose, it's called. But really, it's the, it's the pose of, of rebirth. And right? coming back after that practice of full letting go of life. Going back to this sense of newness that we can experience here now bring that with you as you come to seated and you can move with your eyes closed as much as possible stay in your space and when you get to seated start to arrange your posture in a way that feels good to you right it feels right that feels lifted expansive receptive one of those things that it feels good but it is more work for sure there's a, a goodness, there's a quality to that work that is really enjoyable and satisfying. And bring our hands together at heart center. 
in a gesture of acknowledging the good. And then thumbs to forehead center in a gesture of acknowledging the good in one another. That was awesome, y'all. Thanks for being here. Namaste.